Welcome to Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast, where we hear real stories from real people and we tackle all sorts of fun topics in the areas of business, marketing, entrepreneurship, mindset, the arts, and well, life itself. It's amazing what you'll pick up. Thanks for joining us. everyone another fantastic episode of playing with perspective the suspended animation podcast it's episode 211 and i have the sensational high impact steve corny in the house high impact i wish you told me i wouldn't have dressed the same as you mate like (laughs) if i had a jumper on and i changed my hat color we're the same we got mistaken at a conference recently we we did we did i just caught your presentation i'm like that's funny i'm not on for another hour but the only difference is it's like danny devito and arnold schwarzenegger you're the tall one and i'm the five foot nothing i don't know how anybody got us confused but we're still cool mate i think that's the moral of the story we're we're both cool cats legends in our lunchbox so to speak absolutely So the topic for today is a customer experience and leveraging your knowledge, a love story. So for everybody who doesn't know Steve, he's a self-proclaimed legend in his own lunchbox who has spent his life helping his clients create meaningful and memorable experiences for their customers and clients. CEO and learning strategist at Learn Awesome, Steve and his global team of digital rock stars work with big and small businesses to create interactive, engaging, and educational training programs. Steve loves to push the limits and constantly challenges the status quo to push for innovation and uplift in his industry. An ocean lifeguard for 10 years and true digital nomad, Steve's enthusiasm and passion is infectious, and it certainly is. How are you doing, mate? Welcome to the show. (laughs) Whoa, whoa. Having the Darren Saul introduce me, that is a life goal. Just go into the bucket list, tick, done. (laughs) Be on Darren's podcast, tick, boom, suspended. I didn't know that you were a lifeguard. Dude, I was a lifeguard for 10 years, as I said, and and it was the, I I started my lifeguarding journey because the ocean nearly took my life. And instead of getting afraid of the ocean for the rest of my life, I conquered the ocean. So now I'm obsessed with the ocean. It is a beautiful place that is... It must be respected at all times. But if you do respect it and if you go into it knowing that it's stronger and better than you, then you're going to have a great time. It's yeah, a, I think it's that's a, the key. You've got to be wise. You gotta you can't cool. think that you can overcome nature. No. If you fight it, it'll you've got to go with it. That's yeah. the that's the same thing. Like everyone like tries to fight against the current. You've got to go with the current. Yeah. And then when it relaxes, that's when you can start to make your move. Yeah. It's beautiful. Love it. Mate, so let's jump in. I mean, we've got lots of stuff to talk about, and I know you've got to bring so much value. But tell us just a bit more about you for everybody who doesn't know you and why you love working in this field. Yeah, so the field that I work in is learning and development. If I had to have a category, it's learning and development, which which includes sort of training, facilitation, workshop running, all that sort of stuff. And then there's this massive digital aspect of digital learning, e-learning, online training, course creation digitizing knowledge, commercializing knowledge. It's so difficult when someone says, what do you do? Because I like doing lots of stuff because I myself am a lifelong learner and a student of the world. So yeah, I mean, I, in college, I was, I was given a choice by one of my professors in a, in a management lecture. And they said for, for maximum influence folks, you can be the CEO or you can get into learning and development. Now at the time at college, I didn't want to be the CEO. I just wanted to check out what learning and development was. Mm -hmm. And what it is, is it's this opportunity to go into an organization and 
improve the lives of the employees and the team by boosting their skill set, by giving them knowledge. Yep. And the beauty of the role and the beauty of the position that it fills in the corporate world in this case was that you didn't have to know the stuff. Like you didn't have to know how the system worked. You didn't have to be the expert in financial markets. You didn't have to know how the blood machine delivered the blood on the clinical labs pathology robot. You just had to be able to understand what's the best way to package this knowledge yeah. to make it engaging and interactive and educational. And then because of that, I get to learn all sorts of cool stuff every day, man. It's amazing. That's why I love podcasting. You know, every time I speak to someone else, I'm learning something new. It's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. You get to hang out with cool peeps all the time. Absolutely. And it's the same, it's the same with me. It's an absolute privilege, dude, to be part of this world where yeah. I'm getting to collect knowledge and I get to be professionally ignorant too, Das. Like yeah, I get to right. be I get to be the stupidest person in the room because it's actually to my client's benefit that I ask all the dumb questions because if I'm asking them, chances are they're learners are going to be asking those same questions. So yeah, it means that I'm just constantly being taught stuff. It's really I cool. always I always think I love the way you said that. I always think of uh, Columbo. He always used to have yeah. the art of asking the dumbest questions, but he he did it in such a subtle way, but he always mm -hmm. knew exactly what he was trying to extract. Yeah. And that was brilliant. Absolutely. Perfect. Love it. So we're going to be talking all about customer experience, leveraging your knowledge, but I know it's an obvious question. And for all the dummies out there, including me, mm -hmm. why is customer experience so important now than ever before? Yeah, now than ever before is the key kicker to this question because previously, and let me let me give you the anti, the anti version of this at the moment. It's only that statement is only true unless you are a car salesman in Australia right now. Because if you're a car salesman, you could be the most miserable and deliver the most pitiful experience on earth. And because of the pure economics of supply and demand, you will be able to sell vehicles because there's no supply. Correct. Therefore, demand's high, supply's low. The experience yep. that's tolerable is completely elastic, which means you'll settle for absolute substandard experience. Yep. Everyone else, however, the statement is that in 2023 and beyond, technology, AI, robots, Skynet, the end of the world is coming. The only thing that we have as individuals, as business owners, as employees, as managers, as companies, is the way that we treat the people that we want to buy our stuff or that we want to become customers or clients. The way that we do that is completely and utterly owned by personal connection that you can make and empathy and relationships and rapport all of those things are the reason why this, the cyborgs and the robots haven't been able to take over the world yet. Yeah, yeah. it's almost like we're going full circle back to the time when digital and technology wasn't here. Can I tell you, can I tell you today in 2023, the grandparents of now, if they, if they had age back on their side and they delivered the service and experience that they delivered back in the 50s, the 60s, yep. that they grew up with. They would be killing it. Yep. They'd be crushing it, man. They would be right. absolutely destroying it because it was all built on loyalty, rapport, trust. You'd go into the butcher shop. I remember I'd go into the butcher shop and the butcher would spend like five minutes just talking absolute smack to me. And <laughs> he'd play this game where he'd be like, oh, that's, you know, oh, thanks. Thanks, Karen. My mum, she'd buy all the meat for the, for dinner. Thanks, Karen. Uh, that's, that's, you know, 1,467 cents. Steve, how many dollars is that? He'd test me on math. He'd do oh all the stuff. He'd throw in a few extra chicken nuggets for me, mate. Like it was, <laughs> it was amazing. But 
who's good who are you going to go back to are you going to go back to the person that rocks your world are you going to go back to the person that makes you feel good that makes you feel understood that makes you feel heard or are you going to go to the first person on google who you have to chase on the phone and they don't call you back and it's just like oh do you really want to work with me like make people fall in love with you dude that's yeah. what it's all about. I love that. It's all about how you make people feel. That's what I always say. That's you know, correct. People remember how you make them feel. They don't always remember what you said, but they remember how they felt when they were with you. Exactly. And it, it is complete choice. So we had this, we had this saying with, with, with lifeguarding is it's all about the attitude in which you enter the water, which will determine the outcome. So if you go in scared, you're going to be scared. The patient that you're rescuing is going to be scared. Same with customer experience. If you go in and treat your clients and customers like trash, guess what? That's how they're going to feel it. That's how they're going to respond. And that's how they're going to remember you. So you've got a choice. And yeah, for people to develop any skill in this day and age, it's that. You should know how to use AI to enhance and make yourself more efficient. Yeah. But if you could double down on a skill right now, it would be communication, rapport building, relationship building, empathy, yeah. all of the soft skills and the emotional IQ, all that stuff. That's the stuff that's going to make you bulletproof and survive the technological apocalypse. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I was, I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were almost saying that those skills are not soft skills anymore. They are the crucial skills. That's it. They're they are the only- skills. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. So true. So, I mean, let's let's extrapolate further. Let's go. When we want to really build a customer journey, build a customer experience that's memorable, how do we go about that? How can we, you know, there's all this technology out there. AI is doing this. Automation is doing that. Yep. How do we really tap into all this and build a customer journey that's people-based? Yeah, 100%. So you talk about customer journey, right? So for, for those of us playing along at home, and I hope you are, right? I hope you're playing along at home. And I like to... <laughs> As a, as a lifelong learner and a learning practitioner, I want to make sure you learn something as well. So Daz has already said it, customer journey. All we've got to do is add a word at the end of it, customer journey map. You've got to create a map, like a treasure map. And literally, depending on your business, so eeny, meeny, miny, I'm an accountant. Eeny, meeny, miny, I'm a used car salesman. Eeny, meeny, miny, I'm a pharmacist. It works for any business. It's just going to be your map is going to be different. But what you're going to do is you're going to draw a, a circle or a square or a rectangle, whatever identifies your business. And you're going to start with what's the first point of interaction that your customers have with your business. Now, it may be your website. It may be your social media. It may be the first time that they actually try and make contact with you. So it could be an email, it could be phone, it could be they walk into your shop. So if we look at the retail world, we used to do this in our customer service training back in the day. It's as soon as someone walks in the door, what are you going to do? Are you going to sit on your phone? Because at the moment, you got your little teenagers that are just scrolling through TikTok. You have to actually get their attention. But how do you want to greet the person? Because that's your first point on the map. Then it's like, when do they when they come and purchase? So they might purchase on your website or they might come up to the counter to purchase. So there's another opportunity for you to create a experience for them. And the experience is what's variable because at the time and depending on the business, you're going to drop in the experience that's going to be memorable for that person. And it could be as simple as shaking someone's hand and looking them in the eye and saying, hey, I'm super happy you're here today. Whatever you need, if you have any questions, please let me know. I don't want to pressure you, but I'm over here if you need me. Love it. Love Easy. It. So yeah, these are all, and we call these all we call these touch points. These are all touch yeah. points. Absolutely. They could be digital, they could be physical, but they're touch points that we all have an opportunity to extract value from and give Absolutely. Them and create an experience. So experience. we at Learn Awesome in our in our customer experience training program that we run, we call these experience creation opportunities, Echoes. 
Right? So you've got all these. So once you once you map it out and you go, these are all the touch points, whether they be digital, because if they're digital, oh, Steve, you can't do a really human-based experience digitally. If anyone refers me business, so this has happened to me five times this week. Someone said, hey, I need you to connect. They've connected me via email because we're part of similar networking groups and stuff. Yep. They've, they've connected me via email. I will treat that thing like it is the most precious precious email on earth. And what I'll do is I'll open up Loom, L-O-O-M. If you don't know what Loom is, you're living under a rock and you need to do this. I open up Loom and I, I screen share the email or I'll go and I'll go onto the website of the person that has been referred to me and I'll go to the about page. I'll find their face just like this is set up and I'll put my Loom window right next to their face on their website and press record and I'll be like, Hey, Darren, it's Steve. You know, Jimmy's referred me to you and I've been told that you're a really cool cat. So I wanted to come onto the website and see, and it's true. Look at this. You're a beautiful individual. I can't wait to catch up with you. This is what we're all about. Here's my calendar link and I can't wait to talk to you. And then what I do is I use I use Loom to embed the video into the email, which then plays the first three seconds of it in silence. So I'll be waving around or I'll be pointing at your face <laughs> or I'll be like, you know, oh, I love this. And so it, it goes a long way. And what I find is the first thing that people say is, wow, that was amazing. Like that's the coolest thing I've ever received. Boom. Experience creation opportunity number one, and then I would actually class that in our training as a moment of awesome. That like so you can do experience, which is hey, nice to meet you. My name's Steve. If you need anything, let me know. That's a good experience. But a moment of awesome is where you get the wow. wow. That was amazing. I've never been treated like that. I've never experienced anything like that before. So yeah, that's a that's an example of how the people that are thinking I'm a digital business, I can't do it if I'm doing like automated responses. Yeah, you can. You can absolutely inject the human element into yeah. this this thing. And if you do, trust me, I, I guarantee you, if you start doing this and if you start really caring and putting your, you know, putting that into your responses to people, you'll see the results. You'll see the outcome for sure. Yeah. And you know what? I can take that even one step further, something that do I learned that. years do ago. They, I, I read that if someone gives you a referral, you've got to obviously over service to the new prospect but you've also got to go back to the original person that referred you and say, thank you so much. That was really nice of you. Like you can't forget about that either. Exactly. Exactly. So important. So again, these are all just little things that we do that are old school, nothing to do with technology. How, how powerful is a thank you as these days? Yes, you know, how, how powerful is it just to, to call someone up? And this is the other thing, right? None of these messages, man. Call them, leave a voice note, leave yeah. a video because that's connection, right? That's that's showing that yeah. you've gone beyond just pressing a few keys on the keyboard. Yeah, 100%. Everyone that's, can press And that's the other thing. Key. Nobody leaves voicemail messages anymore. They don't. No. And I think it's such a wasted opportunity. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Absolutely. That's crazy, huh? Awesome. Mm -hmm. So anything else? How can we expand on on this for people that really want to create an incredible experience. Anything else that we can. Yeah, if you really, yeah, if, you're, if you really want to dial this up to 11, then what you will do is you will go through your customer journey map and you will look at all of the experience creation opportunities, the echoes or the touch points that you've identified. And then what you will do with you or your team or both is you will identify what can we do at this stage to make a exceptional experience. And that's that maybe there's an opportunity to create that moment of awesome. Is there an opportunity to do a moment of awesome here? If yeah. not, what can we do as a minimum standard? And then that's the key. You've then got to set that standard across the board and not waver from it because think about it. If I go and do that amazing Loom video at the start of our relationship and then the next week, I don't even get back to them for a couple of days. Yeah. Ugh. 
you know, ah, oh, he was just doing it because he wanted to, you know, make me fall in love with him. And then all of a sudden, off you go. But I think the concept of video is really powerful now as well, because it's very easy to get ChatGPT to write your emails for you. It's not very easy to get ChatGPT to present a video to someone right. telling you how much you're excited to work with them. So the last the last three or four gigs that Learn Awesome has gone and pitched for, we've pitched against the big four, Deloitte, KPMG, PwC, oh. and co, right? And we've beaten them. Wow. The, only way that, the only way that I can defeat these big cats who are 100x bigger than Learn Awesome yeah. is I can only compete on experience and how I make my prospective clients that I'm pitching to feel. So in my proposal, I had, I had Learn Awesome and insert client here, a love story. And I put a love heart emoji. <laughs> and the whole proposal was about us dating and then us falling in love and then us getting married and how I would be with them for the rest <laughs> of their life. I'd put videos in there. I'd go and I'd go onto Canva. Now Canva's a beautiful like editing tool. It's super simple, but I would go and take backgrounds out of images. So I'd have me and then I'd go and find like the person, the head of people and culture, or I'd go and find like the CEO. I'd take their image and then I'd put us on a beach holding hands and I'd like send that with like a love, like Steve drawn love heart around it. And I'd put it in the proposal, man. Because at the end of the day, the people that are reading this, they're humans and they want to know that we can do a good job. Now I'm confident that I can deliver and I still put the specifics in there so that it's apples and apples when they're yes. comparing me and the big boys. Yeah. However, it's not apples and apples when they compare the experience because they're then going to ask, why didn't Deloitte why didn't Deloitte shoot me a nice, cute little love story That's video? Right. Or why didn't they rewrite the words to Taylor Swift's love story and <laughs> accompany that? Like, what's the deal? So that's how you probably dial it up to 11. But trust me when I say this, and you know this because you're an advocate and you do this yourself, if you just make those experience creation opportunities happen and hold the line and maintain the standard, you're off to the races, mate. Like that's that's going to move the needle in your business. So but I'm going to play. I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second and say, you know, if I was, you know, I'm prospecting. You know, I'm busy. I've got a lot of stuff going on. If I did this for every single contact or prospect, that's exhausting. Like, and and half of these people, as you say, might not even, you know, take the take it any further. So, am yeah. I wasting time? Is this too much? Dude, you miss every shot that you don't take, dude. That's the, I think that's the, I think that's the answer to that. But at the same time, I would like to challenge it with the energy. If you got, if you did a hundred of these and you got one back, the energy and the feeling that you would get when they say, wow, that's an amazing experience that tops up the tank for the rest of those 99 that may not have gone out there. That's but true. what it does do is it does set the standard and it may not be the people that like the people that watch my videos, they might not become clients, but they go, whoa, this guy's this guy's something else. This guy's a bit out of this world. And now my energy style is very different to yours and very different to someone else's. So you don't have to pretend to be someone that you're not, but at the same time, they might know someone down the track and go, Hey, actually I need an accountant and hang on a second. I got this really awesome video email from an accountant. What's his name? His name was Steve. Yeah. yeah hang on. Let me find it. Look at this. Yeah, this guy's going to be perfect for you. And you might you might end up getting six months later, you might end up getting a referral from out of nowhere. And they might reference, I saw a video of you that you sent to Mavis, my neighbor, and she exactly, loved it. Exactly. And I was just about to say, that's that's the magic, is that it generates referrals like nothing else. Oh, my gosh. You know, oh, my gosh. It's incredible power for generating referrals. Yeah, yeah. When you go yeah. above and beyond you just make people feel good. And I think that's, I think that's what's missing in this world is that the, the, the world of AI, it's become, it's become transactional. 
and we've lost the ability to really connect with people and just take the time to celebrate the beauty of creating the relationship. That's part of my, that's part of the highlight of my life is that, you know, I, I could build learning programs. I could run training sessions, but the, the fun for me is the dance. It's the dating. It's the courtship of, you know, that, that initial like falling in love. Yeah. And that's why I refer to it as a love story. Yeah. Cause it is. It's, and it's the most exciting thing. Like once you've, once you've signed the paper paperwork, it's not as fun anymore. It's the chase. It's the thrill. That's that's yeah, more that's fun right. than anything. Then I've got to go into fulfillment. It's like oh, you've got to do the work. <laughs> and I also want to touch on one thing that I heard you speak about at a conference that we were both presenting oh, yeah. at recently, and I think it was so important. Is that I think is it a was it a two minute rule or a three minute rule of answering any inquiry? Yes, yeah, yeah. So it, it depends on what research you read, but I, I, I the, the research from back in 2011 was five minutes. You've got five minutes to respond to a lead before your likelihood of them becoming a customer decreases by 400%. So that was 2011. Now, if I add another like 12 or 13 years to that, I can only imagine that that time's gotten less because our attention span has decreased exponentially over the years as well. So yeah, I would say between two and five minutes, if you're not responding to a lead or acknowledging the receipt of the leads inquiry, yep. then you're you're in a lot of trouble and you're you're reducing your likelihood of them becoming customers because yep. it's a competitive world out there, right? Yeah. And I think and you touched on it. Like you don't have to respond, but you at least have to acknowledge the receipt acknowledge. Yes. of the contact or connection or whatever it was or yep. query. And what's important as is the way that you do that. So if you just do a generic, so yeah, there's, a, there's, there's there was one where if someone calls you and you can't answer the phone, it yeah. sends them a text message. You know, you wait 30 seconds, send them a text message. If you just go, Hey, I missed your call. I'll call you later. Bye. Like, wow way to rock my world but if you just go you know hey hey superstar sorry so sorry i'm currently up a ladder probably what insert your job let's say you're an arborist i'm currently up a tree and it's unsafe for me to answer the call even though i really wanted to i'll be down in a, i'll be down in a few hours but just know that i've got your information if you want can can you do any like can you go to this link and check this out and then i can help you like i'll talk to you soon love steve you know that's that's taking it to that level where the customer then feels heard enough and understood oh wow this person this person's there for me great i'm not going to search the next person on google exactly i'm going to wait to give this person a chance at my business yep. and and you've already started to create a customer experience that's exactly. already the first touch point to, to yep. create a wow factor wow indeed that's already the first point i love it now i want to chat a bit about tools and and technology how much should we dive into this how much should we stay manual you know, is it expensive? How do we yeah. play with all this? Okay, cool. So if you want to shoot custom videos to your referrals or to your customers, you could do that for zero dollars <laughs> because you go to Loom and Loom only lets you film for five minutes because you're not going to film a 20 minute love story documentary. You're going to do a, you're going to do a two minute or a one minute, like, Hey, intro and away you go. So Loom gives you up to five minutes and 25 videos for free. So once you've done once you've done like 25, you just start deleting your old ones. You'll never have to pay for screen recording ever. Perfect. Happy days, right? So Loom, Loom is a non no as a no-brainer. And what I also love is that I get a notification on my phone. Someone's viewed your video. Oh, very cool. I know. So Loom tells me when yeah. someone's played it. So if they've if if I know that, I can then follow up and go, hey, I saw you played the video. What'd you think? 
Yeah, you can you can get really clever and leave Easter eggs in there. So hey, you know, I know you I know you might not watch this video, but if you do and you mention the word, you know, unicorn, (laughs) something magical will happen, and then you just wait when you get in touch with them next. And if they say the word unicorn, you're like, watch the video. Oh my god, that's so heartwarming for me. Here's like a discount. Uh, That's great. I love it. So yeah, Loom, one 100,000%. Loom for sure. Zoom, Zoom, dude. Zoom is amazing. Oh my I love gosh. It. Everyone's like, I'm Zoom fatigued. And no this, is, this is another thing that I get on my high horse about is like, oh, Zoom fatigue, oh, digital, wah, wah, wah. It's not Zoom's fault. You're a shit facilitator. Get yeah. better. Like that's <laughs> fundamentally... I'm so sorry, but that's the reality. If if you're getting people say that I don't like digital because it's not engaging, it's your fault as the deliverer of that session because never in my life have I had access to more stuff that I can engage people with. Like I could run a quiz now if I wanted to. I could share a screen. I could do collaboration sessions on a whiteboard. I could do an infinite amount of tasks. You can send people to breakout rooms. It's amazing what you can do with them. And a global audience, dude, a global audience. I presented in the UK. I was in the UK at midnight last night presenting to a whole bunch of kids (laughs) in the UK and in the US on the East Coast. You can't do that in the real world. I I couldn't have done that and bounced back to Australia live to be on the podcast with you, mate, because this was my important one today. This this has been like protected all week, like get out of my way. I'm hanging out with Daz no matter what. I love it, man. You're the best. Yeah, so true. So we got Zoom, we got Loom, we got Canva. You mentioned Canva. Zoom, Loom. Yeah, look at that. Zoom, Loom. Zoom, oh, Canva. Canva doesn't rhyme. Canva. If you if if you're if you're wanting to use the free one, cool. But come on, spend spend twenty bucks a month, yeah. man. Ditch ditch one of your TV subscriptions and become a pro so graphic. True. So like true. you know, it's so easy to do that. Like just little things like most people on their website, they take a photo of themselves and it's like, it's got their, you know, their dog in the background or their fridge or wherever they've taken it on Canva. You just click a button, it clears the background out and you can put a sick yep. you know, gradient. Like you've got there, Daz behind yep. you. So mine's done on Canva for everybody out there. That's exactly you what pro. I do. You look super pro, man. You can print anything, you know, this t-shirt, I needed a t-shirt to go on, like to, to go to the conference. And I was caught short because I just come back from the U S I went on a, a, a site called Gelato. So oh if you just go to Gelato, Gelato dropshipping or something, I printed this. It cost me like $17. It got shipped to my door. Unbelievable. I'm going to check so it I use Canva. I use Canva to design, put a box around right. the learn some logo. I stick it on Gelato or oh Printful or any of these things. Boom, I've got a work shirt. Never, never in my life. ChatGPT is the other tool that I use. ChatGPT, of course. Religiously, yeah. man. But... Yeah. Here's the thing. There's a lot of people out there that wake up and say, I'm going to be a chat GPT prompt engineer or a coach. Run away, right? Run for the hills. They don't know what they're doing. If you just feed chat GPT standard stuff, you will get standard answers. You need to spend time teaching the robot how to talk, speak, respond like you. If you don't, it just sounds, it sounds robot-y. Like you just, you just know that. So you just need to invest. And can can you do that? Can you give it your kind of style over time? Yeah. So, so for example, and again, sorry for all you free freemium peeps out there, buy the $20 a month premium, like chat GPT so that you can then do custom prompts. You can feed it stuff. You can do all the plugins because I can feed it. I could feed it this podcast transcript and I could go, here's a podcast transcript of me. I'm speaker two. learn my style and now write everything in the style of how I've spoken on Daz's podcast. And it'll go, it'll get pretty close. But then it's still a little bit, it's still a little bit wordy and roboty. So one of the best prompts I learned recently was tone, colon, Spartan, 50%, Spartan, like the like King Leonidas and the 300, right? Spartan 50%, comma, 
whatever tone you want, conversational, friendly, professional, oh etc. And what that does is the Spartan 50%, it just cuts the bullshit out of chat GPT and right. it makes it very succinct and it makes it sound more human. So just those two things, mate, you can take you can take I that. I didn't even know you could do that. I thought you just had to type in your query and that was it. I didn't know you could tailor it and and you That's know give it all the this... cool cats on, mate. That's oh why you're the cool there you go. Look how much I'm learning today. Absolutely, mate. That's fantastic. Love it. So there you go. So they'd be the tools that I like I regularly visit, plus my industry tools. So the industry tools that I would use would be, you know, a whole bunch of things to create e-learning and create online courses that aren't relevant to, to these people today. But probably one other one would be Miro, M-I-R-O. It's a yellow, it's a yellow icon with some arrows, three arrows going this way. It's a virtual or digital whiteboard. So oh, wow. all of my strategy sessions that I do, if you're a coach or a consultant or an expert and you do workshops with clients on Zoom, instead wow. of instead of like writing in a Google Doc, what if you could have an infinite whiteboard where you could drop emojis, you could upload files, you could put text, the oh, client could be in there God. adding all of their information. So we do a strategy session and it's like, right, bring all of your team in and you've all got access to the board. Let's start playing. Let's start dropping stuff on there. Let's start voting on ideas. It's it's amazing. So and Miro, how does that integrate into Zoom? How do you do that? So Miro has an app that's that bolts in. So you could I could actually install the app, Miro app on Zoom, and then I can use it as share screen, or it's just literally share screen, open Miro, play along, happy. And everybody else can it's everybody else can access it at the same time. Everyone else is in there. It's like a Google Doc. So if I'm editing, I can see you in there. I could see Jimmy in there. I could see Mavis in there. And I could we could all just be working in the same place and for collaboration purposes. Oh my gosh, how much more engaging would some of your sessions be if you could all participate? Because I think I think on this, mate, one of the biggest misconceptions with Zoom is that in order to get people engaged, you need to let them say something. Now, some people like to talk. We do. Yep. But not everyone engages in the spoken word. So if you have an opportunity to have a, a whiteboard where people could write their responses instead of have to communicate their responses verbally, you're more likely to get a lot more people commenting, contributing, participating. So yep. that's a nice little hack for engagement as well. Um, using it. And it's so much more fun than using the chat, you know, the chat box. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the chat box is ah. cool. You lose it. Like you you lose it everywhere. So yeah, right. yeah this way, this way you've got an opportunity to okay. do. I love like that, mate. That's fantastic. Yeah. Love it. Well done. Now I want to change tack for one last interesting area, which is something that's I know you're very passionate about. Oh, yeah. And it's how do you package up and productize up your knowledge and experience? That's yes. a really important one these days. For, for anyone that's smart, anyone that's an expert, anyone that sells their knowledge for money. So if you're a service-based business, that's what you're doing. You're basically selling your selling your knowledge for, for money. The way that you package your knowledge is critical to whether or not you're able to effectively commercialize it. So my superpower is I love the commerce. I love the commercialization of knowledge. That's my, that's my area that if I get to play in there, I'm super happy because it's business, it's learning, it's platforms, it's structure, it's all this sort of stuff. So our experts bless their cotton socks. You're too bloody smart for your own good. And what happens is when, when an expert decides, I want to teach, I want to run a course, I want to build a program, what happens is because you're so smart and it's great, you're a master, so you should be, congratulations, you've forgotten what it's like to not know how to do what you know how to do. So from your audience perspective, I'm going to ask you, hey, I want to create a course and the process is 10 steps long. Now, the expert unintentionally is going to start the lesson 
hey, let's start at step five because you've forgotten the first five steps. You don't know what step one, two, three, four is because you haven't had to use it for so long because your profession and mastery is at a you level. almost assume that everybody even already knows the first five steps, but they don't even have a clue. Exactly right. Exactly right. So what happens then if you pitch your 10-step process and you start at step five and you forget step one through to four, your audience comes in straight out of the gate. They're overwhelmed. Straight out of the gate, they're feeling like they're drowning. Straight out of the gate, they're going to start to go, I'm stupid. I'm not smart enough. I'm out. And then that's why 97% of online course users never complete the program. That's staggering, mate. Only 3% worldwide stat of people completing online courses horrific really three percent mate three percent is the industry average of online edupreneur you know self-directed courses out there three percent completion rate miserable and that's why people don't like them they hate them exactly because the expert knows the what the expert knows the why the expert knows the how but they don't know the most effective way to structure their content to package and piece together their topics and modules in a way that's engaging, interactive, and educational. Now, I'll just unpack those really quickly. Engagement is how people interact with the content that you provide, right? So what are you what are you giving them in, in terms of choice as to how they consume your content? Now, if it's a video, I press play and I watch you talk at me for two hours, I'm out, right? That's not engaging. That's not engaging at all. I'm just a passenger. If you give me pages of text to read, that's not engaging. I'm just a passenger. It's very static. But if I get to like choose my own adventure a little bit, if I get to touch something, if I get to click something and it spins around, or I get to like self-assess myself, that's very, very, very engaging because I'm getting to choose the direction that I, that I consume the learning. Interactivity is very much about is very much about the uh, the methodology behind the consumption. So obviously engagement is the way that I get to choose to consume. Interactivity is the level of ownership that I get from doing the, the learning. So do you give me the opportunity to demonstrate? Do you give me the opportunity to practice my learning? Do you give me an opportunity to get tested from the yeah. master? Yeah. Amazing. And then obviously education is the transference of knowledge. So if you on your sales page of your course, if you say by the end of this course, you will A, B, C, D. And then at the end of the course, I ask you, hey, do you know how to do A, B, C, D? If the answer is no, it's not the learner's fault. It's your fault. And we see a lot of uh, disconnect between this is what we promise. This is what you've now got. Oh, it's your fault. You're stupid learner. You didn't read the content right. It's actually not the case. The chances are you started at step five and forgot the first four, the first four steps. So I'd say that would be the biggest thing in terms of experts getting into commercializing their knowledge is making sure that you lay a really solid foundation of what you're actually teaching. Why is it important? How do you actually do it? And then really focus on the way that you package that information up. And I suppose the other thing as well is to offer different packages. So some, some people, everybody likes choice and not everybody wants the same, you know, level of, of depth. So you might have package A, which is a little cheaper. You might have package B or you have package C, which is platinum. You know, all 100%. this kind of stuff. Yeah. 100%. And I think I think the I think the, the notion of more is not necessarily better. So in, in marketing, and this is why the edupreneur space, so this is different to the corporate training and development space, 
Edupreneur is basically the online course creator space. I have an idea. I want to make a course. It was built by marketers. So marketers have gone, oh, if I dazzle you with the fact that I've got 40 hours of content and 4 million videos that you can watch, that gives perception of value. But all it does is it just overwhelms you because Mm -hmm. the most effective training is the training that delivers a transformation for the learner. Now, that transformation shouldn't take four hours, 40 hours, 400 hours, three years, like a university degree in this space, if you can deliver it in a really short period of time, you'll build no, you'll build like, you'll build trust. But then what you'll also get is the secret one, which is respect. You'll get your audience respecting you and saying, thank you so much, Darren, for teaching me this really useful piece of the puzzle. What have you got next? And that's where having more courses instead of one massive course is your option. So to your point, yeah, having a lot of variety to meet your learners where they're at. Absolutely. Because these days, like there's so much noise out there. There's so much information. You know, we need to simplify things. It's too easy to get overwhelmed. You know, I hate choice. I love, don't give me 10, give me one or two. I'm happy. I don't want 10. I think too, I was reading, I was reading some, I was reading some Japanese philosophy and the Japanese have got it dialed in, man. They've got some cool stuff. They've got cool cartoons. They've got cool food. They've got cool history. There's some other stuff too, but there's a, there is a Japanese word called shuhari. Shuhari. And what it talks about is it talks about the concept of mastering a particular area of your life or skill. And so what it talks about is it's three things, shu. So when you're in the shu phase of your a quest for mastery, you do everything that the master tells you, you copy it word for word, step by step, process by process, you're not allowed to think, you just literally follow the guide of your of your master. And that's all you the karate kid wax on wax off. Exactly right. right? That's it. Karate kid one, Daniel son wax on wax off. He's learning the Miyagi way of karate karate for defense only. Then you've got the ha part of shuhari. So ha is where you've now you've now done your muscle memory, you now know he can now Daniel son can fight you know, Johnny in the, in the all Valley tournament. I love that we're doing this analogy, yeah, mate. This I is beautiful. So he gets, he gets the crane kick and he kicks him in the face and yeah, it may have been illegal, but Hey, he still won the title. And now Daniel's able to start applying a little bit of understanding as to why does Mr. Miyagi teach me Miyagi do karate. And why does he think about like this? Why does he teach me? You can start to think critically about the concept. Yeah. And then finally the re is where you're now recognized as a master. And in Karate Kid 3, when there was Terry Silver and he was trying to corrupt Daniel, Miyagi said, hey, I can only take you so far. You've learned everything that you need to learn from me from a foundational level. It's time for you to make your own branch of Miyagi-Do Karate and the Daniel LaRusso version of. That's the. I think that's a real beautiful, beautiful way to look at mastering concepts. But... So many times do we see experts create courses where it's like free range, go and consume all the content that you want in my library. I'm not going to hold you accountable. I'm not going to force you to learn the foundations and then test you. And only when you prove to me that you can do the next bit, will I give you the next piece of the course. And the reason they don't do that is it's out of fear of losing the client. But what I see in this space is I see that this space is crying out for with all the noise, you've got YouTube, you've got all this free yeah. information that's out yeah. there. They're screaming for the masters, the experts of their trade to go, hey, this is the way that you do this. If you follow these rules and prove to me that you can pass the test that I set, then you can move to the next level. That's that's where I see digital education going is someone having confidence to go, I'm the master, this is my method, 
And the first stage is you do exactly what I say and prove to me that you're ready to start to think for yourself. And then and only then will I allow you to progress. And that takes that R word. It takes respect. Yeah. If, if you respect your master, and I like the martial arts is a beautiful representation of this. Yeah, you respect your sensei, you will do whatever they say until you get to a point where you're given your black belt and then your next journey is 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 commencing. You know, it's it's just... And, and then as as you say, like there might be a point in that journey where you will have an opportunity to ask questions and discuss and you know conceptualize exactly. after you've done the first step. Yeah, yeah. But technology is to blame, I think, Daz, because I think in this world it's instant gratification. We're so used to being able to get what we want very quickly. Yeah. Now I remember back in the day, because we were about the same, we we're from the same era right. yep. where if you, you get a high school or a primary school assignment, like go and learn about the, the gorillas of Africa. Yeah. I don't even know if they're gorillas in Africa, but let's maybe elephants. Let's go elephants in Africa. <laughs> and what did you have to do? You couldn't just Google it. You, you had encyclopedia. to go to Britannica, right? And then you'd, you'd read like six pages and it's like, Oh, go to volume 27. Shit. I need another book. Yep. Mum, 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 what do you know about elephants in Africa? Oh, I don't know. Ask your uncle. He went to Africa once. Yeah. Oh, hey, Uncle Jim, what do you think? So all of a sudden, like we were originally taught to yeah. go and piece together all of this, all of this stuff. But then all of a sudden the Google comes along, Dr. Google, and it's like, here it is, whenever I want it. Oh, how do I do this? And we just get this surface level knowledge of lots of stuff, which means we become masters of nothing. That's true. Like that's where all those trades have gone, like all those beautiful artisan trades from Europe those medieval trades where you would start off as an apprentice, then you would become a journeyman, yep. then you become a master. They were set up that way for a reason because it was like staunched in tradition and respect and process. Yep. And you weren't allowed to progress until you could prove yourself. You didn't just get to progress because you thought you deserved to. Yeah. It's you haven't passed the test, bro. Yep. Go back and do your work and come and see me when you're there. And I think that's the... Oh man, I can't so wait cool. to see some of the courses that come out that do that. That's gonna that's gonna change the world for that's sure. A real game changer. That's gonna be a really really different um, experience. I would say. I love absolutely, it. absolutely. Right, I love it. That's been amazing. But I want to give everybody a bit more info into how you work and what you do, so people can find you. Dude, so Tell us, what do you do? Learn Awesome, Learn Awesome helps companies, right? So Learn Awesome, if you're a company and you want to train your staff, if you want to capture your company's knowledge so that it lives eternally without being reliant on a single human, cool, we can absolutely help you. So there's a there's a section soon. I'm redoing the website, Daz. So by the time, hopefully, this, this episode airs, we might have the website finished. But if not, we help companies do that. We help experts digitize, commercialize, and build out their ecosystem of expertise. So we help you with the business of learning, the business of knowledge. So that might be that you have a course and you want to get it fixed. You have a program, you need a platform, or you're just starting out. We've got something to help the experts of the world have maximum reach and impact by putting their knowledge in the right way and in the hands of the people who need to hear what you have to say. Love it. That's awesome. And if people want to find you, just uh, learnawesome.com.au or learnawesome.com.au, but come and find me on LinkedIn. I think my LinkedIn. my LinkedIn is LinkedIn.com slash IN slash this is Steve Corny. 
because there's only one. There's only one. I've got a Batman. I've got a Batman mask on in my uh, LinkedIn profile photos, just so that I could hide from society and just keep my identity secret. And I love LinkedIn. LinkedIn's my vehicle. You'll see a lot of my uh, opinions and thoughts on that on that platform. So yeah, I'd, I'd welcome anyone to come and have a chat. I'm always happy to have a discovery or a strategy call just to point you in the right direction. Because at the end of the day, whether you use Learn Awesome services or not, what we do is not difficult. We're just very good at doing it in a quick and efficient and very, very, hopefully they've seen through this episode, we take a very creative and really well-versed approach to how we go about working with our clients. And we have a lot of fun as well. Absolutely. And and I was about to say, man, I've had so much fun this episode. You know, it's been so engaging, but it's also been incredibly insightful and really simple. And you, you, you have a gift when it comes to communicating complex concepts in a very simple and easy you know, digestible way. And I think that's Excellent. that's really fantastic. No, I really appreciate it, Daz. And, and and again, thank you to you for being able to create a vehicle for all these cool cats to come and share their their knowledge and expertise. Because I think again, that's that's where the legacy of this beautiful world is, right? Is that all these things are being recorded, all this knowledge is going to go somewhere. And I'm just fortunate that it's going to be saved today and put up in the world for everyone to consume should they wish. You bet. Absolutely. So um everybody, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. We're going to put all the links up in the show notes to find Steve, work with Steve with Learn Awesome and Steve Awesome. (laughs) And uh, I think he'd be a fantastic person to work with. I've seen him speak myself. He really knows his stuff and he's a really, really cool guy as well. But I always give my audience the last word. So the last few words in your case, anything you'd like to leave us with? Just hold people to account and be be the expert that you can be. And as Daz said, Mastery, in my definition of the word, is the ability to take your concept and expertise and strip it down to its most simplest form. If you can do that, you are a true master in my eyes. So I wish everyone all the best. And thanks for lending me your ears or your eyes or both for this. For this <laughs> I really appreciate it. Fantastic. Well, Steve, thanks again, man. I really enjoyed that. Everyone out there, we'll see you very, very soon for another episode of Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast. Thanks again for joining me for another episode of Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast. If you would like to join me as a guest on the show, I would be delighted to collaborate. Feel free to buzz me on 0414 659 800 or email me on darren at suspendedanimation.com.au. I'm always on the lookout for great guests who can share their stories and expertise with my community. Also, if you have been thinking about putting your own podcast together, and not sure where to begin, look no further. I run a really simple three-part podcasting course, one-on-one with me, where I walk you through the entire podcasting journey. You will end up with a fantastic new podcast to start sharing right away. Feel free to get in touch to discuss further. But for now though, have a fantastic day and I'll see you next time.